back to Pete McMurray. Our next guest is a stud. We love having him join us because he brings the intelligence to the show. He is the chief legal affairs correspondent for ABC News. I see him on Nightline in 2020, and you can see him nightly with his talk show, Dan Abrams Live, weeknights at 8 p.m. on News Nation. Let's welcome back. It is Dan Abrams. How are you, brother? Hey, great to be back with you. Let's talk about a few news items here. Why would Alex Murdoch take the stand in his own trial? You know, somebody had to explain, somebody, didn't have to be Alex Murdoch, but somebody had to explain why he had said he wasn't basically at the murder scene within minutes of the time that his wife and his son were killed. And there's an audio of him there within minutes, right? Right. And so the question was, is he going to own up to it? Is he going to admit that it was him or are they going to say, no, no, it's not him? The problem is every single person who knew him came forward and said, that's him. That's him. So the defense had to address it. And the way I guess they're addressing it is Alex Murdoch taking the witness stand. The other theory that I have is Alex Murdoch knows he's going away for the rest of his life on all these financial crimes. He's owning up to all of them. He's basically providing the prosecutors with all the evidence they need to convict him on the financial crimes. He knows he's going to be convicted. So if you view it that way and you say, I'm going to be convicted of those crimes anyway, I want to deny, I want the public to hear me. I want my son Buster, who's alive, to hear me say, I didn't do this. So I'm going to take the witness stand. And if I get convicted in the murder case, I'm going to prison for life. If I get convicted in the financial crimes, I'm going to prison for life. And But it was important to me to be able to have my say and to be able to deny that I killed my son and my, my wife. Everything I see and read about him, I feel like he still has that sense of big fish in a little pond. He spent so much of his life being able to do anything and get away with it. Do you think there's still some of that mentality behind there where he thinks, you know what, I can just get up on the stand and say whatever and everyone's going to believe me because of who I am? I don't know. It, if he's feeling that way at this point, he really is delusional. <laughs> um, you know, it's like the, the guy is definitely, I mean, you know, he, he's being held in prison. He's definitely going to be staying there in some way, shape or form. So, look, I do think, though that lawyers, a lawyer like him, thinks he's smart, right? He probably thinks he's smarter than the prosecutor. And, you know, that may be a little part of it, but I don't think he thinks he's actually going to get away with it. There is a documentary on Netflix right now, and it starts out, and I didn't know this, it starts out with his son. It's about Alex Murdoch, but it starts out with his son who was in a boating accident and a young woman was killed in that boating accident and the son never charged. Right. So her name was Mallory Beach. She was 19 years old. And there are questions about why there were no charges. There's um, Paul Murdoch was believed to have been driving the boat drunk when she was killed. It, it, the, the, the boat belonged to the Murdoch family. And that is viewed now as a sort of the motive here, right, is that the family, Mallory Beach's family was suing Paul Murdoch and the Murdoch family. And the concern was that is part of discovery in that case, which was just heating up, all of Murdoch's financials were going to, the the financial ruin, right? How he'd been stealing money, et cetera, was all going to come to light. And that was one of the reasons prosecutors say he murdered them. 
it's just such a web of insanity. The more you dig into this, Mm -hmm. the crazier it seems. And it's also mind blowing that there's still these kind of family dynasties that you don't realize are still in control of so many small towns across our country. Well, look, you know, it's family dynasties. There's other, you know, interests that are (laughs) that are in control. And um, but look, you know, this is a this is a case where that dynasty has been destroyed Mm -hmm. at this point, Um, regardless of whether he killed his his wife and his son. You know, Alex Murdoch is is done. Yeah. We're, Bye-bye. we're talking with Dan Abrams from ABC <laughs> News, also Dan Abrams Live weeknights on News Nation. Dan, you're you're an attorney. Just to let people know, you've been doing this for a very long time. I want to ask you about George Santos, congressman out of New York. And I don't mean the laugh because this guy lies about every single thing. Where do you see this going? Is he going to stay in office because the Republicans do not want to give up that seat? Yeah, so... He's going to stay in office until he's indicted. And I wouldn't be surprised if even if he is indicted, if he remains in office, even under indictment. This is a guy who doesn't seem ready to to give up. And and he's being investigated by every possible entity you can imagine. Right. You've got a state investigation. You've got a local investigation. You've got a federal investigation. Uh, You know, you've got everyone investigating this guy. And, you know, I, I think that some charges are likely in, in connection with what we have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that, you know, it's interesting. Kevin McCarthy has said George Santos is innocent until proven guilty. That's fine. But remember, even when you're indicted, you're still innocent until proven guilty. Right. Right. So that would mean that would mean the standard is until he's convicted of a crime, which could certainly happen after his first term is over. It's just this, the whole story is just crazy to me. He's lied about well, it's everything. It's bananas. No, look, I mean, and, and you know, it's the dumbest stuff yeah. that, that he lies about. You know, it, it's bizarre. And, and I love the way he's now trying to pick fights, right? Trying to pick popular oh. fights <laughs> yeah. with people to sort of be like, yes, George Santos said it. So, you know, I mean, it, he's he's not going to be able to you know, get the sort of populist support Mm -hmm. that he's seeking by picking causes and, you know, taking on, you know, sort of uh, left wing boogie people. And I just think that that he is. But but look, he is remaining in Congress. His vote still counts as much as anyone else. Yep. I thought it was interesting that he got. Uh, I think pressured to not serve on any committees, but, and and he's talking about running for reelection. Well, and I don't seem to be hearing anything about his constituents trying to get him out. Well, there's nothing they can do. So, so, you know, for example, I had on the Congressman who's um, from the district next door. I had on some of the Nassau County officials who are in his district who have called for him to resign, but they don't have power, right? The local Nassau County legislators can't force him to resign from Congress. The only people who can really do anything would be members of the Congress. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, you know, right now in a swing district, the last thing they want is for a special election to happen mm-hmm. and for the possibility of a Democrat winning. Right. 
We're talking about Dan Abrams. I want to ask you about the police. If you're a police officer, name any city in the United States, why would you ever pull out your gun? Why would you ever chase after someone if you're a police officer? (laughs) Well, look, I'm assuming you're saying this from the perspective of the risk involved for the officers. Right. Um, I mean, cops are under a microscope right now and there's cameras everywhere and people want to throw you under the bus. They want to catch the police. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing people forget about the body cams. The body cams help the cops too. Everyone's thinking that the body cams, oh, well, you know, they implicate. The body cams are generally great for the cops. You know why? Because people come forward with BS allegations against cops Mm -hmm. and say, oh, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. You know what the body cam shows? Body cam shows that's not true. Now, the body cam shows the flip side of it as well. But look, You know, the bottom line is the vast majority of Americans in this country support police. All right. Just because the mainstream media focuses way too much on police misconduct, on the police officers who do bad and they don't focus enough on the police officers who do good. um, That doesn't mean that, you know, we should discourage our police officers from doing their jobs. One of the things I do on my News Nation show a lot is focus on this topic which is to celebrate good policing, to celebrate heroism, to call out the people who are just focusing on the negative, Mm -hmm. because the negative is a is a tiny minority. It's real. It matters. There should be accountability. But, you know, that's when so when something like what happens in in Memphis happened, right, which is really hard to watch. And people say we need account. There's been enormous accountability. And it was fast, right? We got the video fast. fast. The cops were all charged with very serious crimes. Let's not say, keep saying, well, there's no accountability for cops. There is accountability for cops and and for bad cops. But let's also take the time to celebrate the vast majority of them who aren't getting arrested, who aren't doing bad things, who are risking their lives every day to serve and protect communities in the little and the big ways. The vast majority of police officers in this country never fire their weapon in the line of duty ever. Right. Correct. People forget that. Yeah. It's like they're just out there doing their jobs and doing it the best they can. Uh, You brought up the Memphis video. Why did they release that video on a Friday? Why didn't they take a beat and say, "Okay, we're going to release it Monday at 8 a.m.? Why on a Friday? to give everyone the weekend to protest. They were they were peaceful protests, but just in case. Why a Friday? I don't know. I mean, look, I, I you know, is it that they were worried about it leaking? I don't know. I mean, the bottom line is, I don't think that was as significant in terms of like the day that they released it. There were all these, I think they wanted to get it out as fast as possible. Okay, got it. Um, with people characterizing it. And it is, I, I, I think that the, the level of accountability that happened so fast was significant. But, you know, I think you also can't deny the racial component of Mm -hmm. this. I mean, if these were five white cops um, who had done this, I think we would have seen wider spread protests, even if they were charged with the exact same crimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's unfortunate. You know, it shouldn't be based on the color of the skin of the officers and uh, it should be based on on their actions. The Hunter Biden laptop, does this become a smoking gun in 2024 or does it just kind of go away? Well, the, the laptop itself is not going to be a smoking gun for 2020. I mean, we pretty much know what's on it. 
And, and you know, it's interesting because I've had a number of Republican members of Congress who are on the Oversight Committee who have been focusing on this issue. And, and you know, they're all sort of shifting the, the, the discussion away from Hunter Biden into Joe Biden. They're saying, well, this is an investigation of Hunter Biden. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. The problem is there is no evidence that Joe Biden is engaged in any wrongdoing, at least as of today. And they say, well, you know, what about this? This reference to the big guy, right? You know, people forget that's from 2017. He's not even vice president Mm -hmm. at that point. (laughs) If both parties just focused on getting things done in Washington and not Mm -hmm. looking for a gotcha moment with the opposing party, we'd get things done. Yeah, well, it's very unfortunate. And by the way, if Donald Trump gets indicted by numerous, you know, DAs and federal, I think that'll be enormously valuable to him politically. You're the best, man. We love having you on the show. Dan Abrams, check out Dan Abrams Live weeknights on News Nation. And of course, you can see him on ABC News. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you. Good to be with you. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.